for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Uh, da, 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 da. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, August 27, 2013. This is episode 96 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday night, check it out, attackoftheandroids.com. That's our website. Joining me this evening on Skype, Eric Finkenbeiner. What's up, Eric? Well, good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm well. Good evening to you, sir. We also, in the Sky Room, Nick Carroll. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. Glad to be back. Just say Nick might have a slight echo, but we're going to fix... We're going to pretty that up as much as possible in the post-pro, as we call it in the biz. The post-pro. So, Mm -hmm. uh, Android. Tag theandroids.com slash live. There's a chat room there. You can hang out or what have you. Nick posted something in the doc right before we started. You want to just mention this real quick. Nexus 4 prices just getting slashed getting rolled back yeah. whatever you want to call it yeah it's a hundred dollars cheaper it looks like it dropped within the last hour or two uh, i saw my g plus feed just blow up but uh i'm now extremely tempted to get a pick up the 16 gig version of the nexus 4 so you're looking at 199 and 249 for uh the 8 gig and 16 gig version respectively and Man, that is so tempting right now. That's crazy for that device because that that device will definitely last like a while. I mean, we're still using for an Gal- unlocked phone. Exactly I mean, that alone, on. right? And we're still using yeah. old Galaxy Nexus, and they work great. Like this is this one will last so long. Yeah, like for me, I'm in Houston, and my bigger concern is more availability than uh, like download speeds. So, and HSPA Plus is everywhere here in Houston. So, like, there's basically nowhere that I couldn't get coverage on this phone. Yeah. So, uh, very tempting. It wouldn't make sense up here in this region just because there's we just got LTE here, so like it's it's awesome and it's fast, and there is zero HSPA plus. It's it's like non-existent. There's AT and T and they have three G, and that's about it. So it is a cool phone though, definitely. If I moved somewhere like that, that would be it'd be cool to have, you know, just to have an an unlocked cheap phone like that. Do you think yeah. we kind of talked about this when the Nexus 7 prices the, for the first gen got cut because of the new model? Is there any anything you want to read into this as to why it's getting cut because there might be a new Nexus 5 coming out, or what do you think? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like it's around the corner, and uh, I'm really interested in seeing what, what that's going to end up being, or maybe they're going to come out with like a new Nexus 4 and a new Nexus 5. Who knows, but... I'm excited to see what's coming next, but right now that M4 is like, hmm. Eric, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's ob- I think it's it's obvious it's going to happen. There's going to be a Nexus 5, um, and I'm, I'm wondering, you know, since there's been rumors about the Nexus 10, um, you know, maybe debuting a little bit earlier in the in the calendar year than it did last year, they might be planning the same thing with the Nexus 5, Um I I don't know that they might not be though just because of the Moto X maybe they don't want to like poach people that might be getting the Moto X but it definitely seems like they're clearing out inventory or making room for the Droid Five <laughs> I thought that was awesome right. bringing, bringing the QWERTY back and I have like one friend that is all about the the QWERTY the hardware keyboards on the on the phone I think he has like a Droid Three or Four or something like that but. They're still selling the Droid 4 in, uh, like, those radio shacks, and I'm pretty sure the Verizon store still. And it's actually pretty decent. Like, the Droid 4 is pretty decent. You know, it came out shortly after the Atrix 2 and is very, like, practically the same hardware. So uh, you might find something similar to a Moto X. Is the Atrix in the 2, Droid 5. The Atrix 2 has a hardware keyboard? Has the... No, it, but it's, it's just everything fun. else. It's got the right, exact right. same processor, RAM, uh, camera, uh, uh, QHD screen, pretty much everything else that the Droid 4 has, but uh, you know, no QWERTY keyboard, so it wouldn't surprise me if there's a, a decent uh, processor. Well, and, and they must, there must be enough demand for 
a device that has an actual hardware keyboard for them to keep making it. I mean, it must be yeah. somewhat popular. At least one. <laughs> At least one. My friend is just like keeping them alive. Well, well I think course, that's the main point is that there's there's probably not a huge demand for everybody to do it, but Moto Motorola has that Droid brand already. Right. So how hard is it to just you know keep update iterating. some yeah. stuff, throw some more RAM in it, exactly, and put it out. Plus, I mean, if if BlackBerry continues to disappear like that, those a lot of those users like the hardware keyboard too. So the the Droid Five or whatever could be a, a phone for them to switch to. When that time comes. I think it's funny that these pictures, you know, whoever got their hands on this thing, like they popped the back off. Oh, yeah. Just they so that way they could show the like inductive charging and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> these were pictures found on some uh, Chinese social networking site, Weibo. So that's awesome. Leaks coming from Weibo. <laughs> Weibo leaks. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Pretty cool. I think the phone of the moment, though, and I, I thought Seth was going to join us, but he, he can't get away right now, I think is the Kyocera Hydro Elite, which will be coming to a Verizon wireless dealer near you. Yeah, August 29th. I actually 29th. put that in the rundown. Uh, this that one actually looks like a pretty decent phone, too. Uh, honestly, like, I think it's cool that Kyocera is filling a demand with the Hydro line, saying that, like, it, you can drop this thing in three feet of water for a half hour. So that's more than enough water if you drop it in a toilet and more than enough time for you to be able to fish it out before any damage is done. And I think there's yeah. a huge section of the market that drops their phones in water. I've never yeah. done it. Have you ever? Yeah, they're, they're waterproof and rugged, and I've got two friends. They're, they're fiancés with each other, and they both have the Hydro, the, the non-elite version, and... I know one of them uh, drops their phone somewhat regularly, so it's been a good purchase for them. But uh, yeah, it's uh, and it looks nice. It's basically a Galaxy Nexus body, like it's a 4.3 inch 720 display with a dual core one five. The only difference is, and this is weird, it has 1.5 gigs of RAM instead of either one or two. Like, is that 0.5 going to make it any better than just having one? Like, why didn't they just put two in and call it a day? Yeah, seems weird. That's kind of weird, but... 16... Maybe they got a deal, like buy one, get one half off. Get... <laughs> nice. That's, you're probably right, actually. Uh, 16 gigs internal storage, micro SD card slot, which I don't... That's kind of weird, right? How how do you get it all waterproof and like that, but have a place to stick a micro SD card in? Or is it in the back? It's inside it, right? It's I, probably in the back. I get it. Duh. Well, I know the S4 <laughs> This seems the, like uh, a... A little expensive, yeah. though, for for what it is. I mean, you said it. You're like, oh, this is basically a Galaxy Nexus. Yeah, right. That came out in December of 2011. For 100 bucks more they... than this? Well, no, because well, yeah, but... some of us paid 300 for ours with a Well, rebate. this is like, this is subsidized, though. Like, right, right. I don't, you can't get a Galaxy Nexus anymore, I don't think. Not but unless if you could, you send, it would be free. If yours breaks somehow, you send it back, you can get a refurb, which is yeah. kind of what I did. But, yeah. This, it's, this well, seems like maybe it should should not be, you know, $99 There's a $50 mail-in. Or no, it's 99 after the rebate. So you have to actually pay 150 up front and then that wait, wait two months on a two-year contract for your $50 mail-in rebate. This is interesting. They There's no speaker in it. They have this thing called Smart Sonic Receiver Technology, which is, they say it's a technology that uses a ceramic actuator that replaces the phone's speaker so it says the sound is then transmitted as vibrations, and as a result, uh, it makes the phone audible in even the most noisiest environments. Is that, Sounds like bone is that, induction. Is that legit, though, or is this like some hoo-ha? I think that's bone induction like you see on Google Glass. That's what it sounds like. But no, because that's actually, isn't that like on your thing there? On your mandible? <laughs> I guess. Well, we saw somebody doing this at um, This is a ceramic. CES. Oh, who? I don't know if it was ceramic actuator technology, but they they set these. I believe it was like two of these um, like circular objects on a table, and they it used the table as the speaker. So I I saw those on Think Geek. They're like little speakers that you suction cup to whatever, and it turns it. They never really. 
I don't know. I never got any myself, but from what I read, like they never really worked all that great. I mean, they were enough. Does, and I guess for a phone, right? It's enough. I mean, does it include a table? Is that maybe what's coming? On? You have yes, to actually. Yes, it comes with a table. That's why it's 150 bucks. You have to set your phone on this, on this table. Well then, all right, I'm getting one. Yeah. It seems a little odd, though. Like, I mean, like then you wouldn't be able to put it in your pocket and, and listen to stuff, which I I do like sometimes when I'm cooking. So really, I always when I'm cooking, <laughs> when I'm Breaking Bad, I always put it like <laughs> up on the counter of where wherever I'm cooking it. Well, maybe this would work better. My the speakers on the Nexus Four um, are not that loud. But honestly, so. they're phone speakers. Like, why are you not oh. plugged into a set of external speakers? You know. Well, I wanted to use my Nexus Q, but you know how that turned well, out. Well. I won't even go there today. I, I just won't. Thanks. But I, I guess sometimes me and my friend are walking around the fall course throwing fall this at trees, and we're playing music, and it, it's hard to hear it through your pocket, and I doubt this would help that any, but I don't know. It's something different. That's cool. Kia Sarah just coming out of left field with this thing. Wireless charging. I mean, well, there's not very many ruggedized phones. There's I like the, the Casio one. Yeah, the, um, the G-Shock. Yeah, What's the other one? one. Um, I, I, I know somebody one. who has it. it. The G-Zone or whatever it was called is the only one I can think of. The Commander? Oh, I mean. yeah, the Commando. No way, that's something else. But, uh, they say no. here, yeah, I, like, I like how they say that one of the other goodies that this handset includes is that it will come with Jelly Bean. Like, that's cool. We're giving you the latest Android version, thanks. Is that a goodie? I mean, is that legit marketing? Well, it's 4.1, so... <laughs> it's not even no, new Jesus. Jelly Bean. Of course not. That's fine. That's totally fine. Why? I don't... I do not get it. I have some, a Kia Some Sarah idiot phone. kid in his basement can make, you know, the latest version of Android work on a phone, but right. these idiots can't. Like, it's, it's just... Not it's that they ridiculous. can't. It's that, let's say, it's not in our financial best interest to... To hire a kid. To <laughs> use the latest version? Life. Right. You know, guys, we don't... Uh, let's let's not let's not go to Windows Seven. How, what do you feel about Windows ninety eight? I don't know. I'm still on XP. Just here. don't get it <laughs> for at least the next two hundred days. Yeah, yeah, right. That's gonna be so much trouble. Did, can we talk about this just for a quick sec? Like you sure. realize how many machines run XP, and as soon as they stop doing updates for that, I heard that they will still be doing updates. Of course, right for Windows Seven, Windows Eight, and a lot of that core kernel stuff is the same. So they're gonna look at what gets patched in in newer windows and then exploit that in XP because it didn't obviously get fixed. Isn't that crazy? It like blows my mind. Anyway. Yeah, the sorry. The whole XP thing's gonna be <laughs> That's gonna, gonna be, be such pretty, a f- pretty neat. Such a fiasco. I can't wait. Alright, speaking of fiascos, Google blocking the Chromecast app that Koosh made. Koosh saying that maybe Google's doing it because they want to lock down their content deals and all that. Google kind of saying that, you know, this is new, the SDK is not done yet, we're going to eventually maybe change things that will break everything. Uh, some people saying that still that's on, the, the onus is on the developer if you make an app or something and, and the SDK changes and the app breaks, like, that's on you to fix. It has nothing to do with Google. Why would they care? So that's why... Yeah. Wasn't he technically, like, bypassing? Well, yeah, know? he hacked the protocol and, re- well, he reverse-engineered it because there was no, you know, there was no way to do the streaming like he was doing, just local. And some people were saying they can drag a video to a, t- a Chrome tab, like, just a video, and then yeah. cast that, but I don't, I don't know how well it works. I, like, I don't have a Chromecast or anything, but... Yeah. I thought it was interesting Mine's- that they're making these content deals, and it, if you think about it, and that would be kind of an evil, sleazy thing to do, of course, but they could easily lock it down and say only the the people we've partnered with is whose content you can have access to. So I I, I don't know. They don't they I don't I don't see them wanting Chromecast to be like this pirate platform or anything for people to yeah. rip. DivX and stream them to their TVs or anything, but and isn't Cheapcast still on the Play Store? So it seems like if, if that's still there, then you know I don't not trying know. To, is yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't have a Chromecast or anything. Are, were you using it? Like, was it still working for you? Uh, mine just got in yesterday. I haven't had a chance to uh, 
to uh, uh, play with it or with uh, Cheapcast. I've never got around to Cheapcast. So the question really is then, eventually when the SDK is done and it works with their partner stuff, are they going to open it up to third-party stuff and let you stream your own content, or do you think they'll keep it locked down? I think so. You think they'll I think keep they'll it? let it open. I, th- I hope so, right? And that's, I mean, that's a googly thing to do would be to, like, open it up. And, of course, they they make changes and stuff breaks all the time. That It just, like, from what I read on Kush's uh, Google+, Plus, it, it seemed like it was something that was enabled by default one of the flags that was just like this generic play and they disabled that specifically so it it kind of does seem right now that that's what's happening but like i said it's it's way early right this thing's been out for what three months if that not even three months yeah maybe two months but yeah, maybe, I, mean, yeah. I don't i certainly think he made an educated guess based on sure. you know, his experience and and that, it, it would reasonable. make sense. That move would yeah. make sense if that's what you wanted to do. And that seems like what Google's trying to do with getting their content deals in place, especially for the Play Store and everything. Uh, Eric, what do you think? Uh, I, I think Google did it intentionally. I think they want to show well, that this, this thing is locked down so they can get all their content deals in place. And I don't, I don't know if they're going to open it back up again. Um, I, I, we, we talked about this last week, so I'm not going to rehash. Folks can, <clears throat> folks can go back and listen to it, but it's, you know, that I was very, I was very excited for the Chromecast. I got it, and I was like, wow, this doesn't really do much. And then you start seeing this cool stuff come out, and I, I threw up an article on a GNU domain uh, this past week about um, an app called Fling. It runs on yeah. Java, and you can put it on any computer, and you could just drag and drop a video file into it and it uses VLC to transcode and stream to your Chromecast. And that was using the same, um, you know, a lot of the same protocols that Kush's app was using. Um, I haven't been able to test it uh, because I, I don't know that my Chromecast has gotten the update yet. Um, but if, if they really remove, you know, broke the stuff that Kush is saying they broke, then that's not going to work either. Is that using that VLC stream thing? Because I was messing with that for Android, trying to like get a nice way to, to stream that stuff back and forth. And that, that seemed like kind of a kludgy way to do it. But if someone made an app that takes all the pieces you need and, and put it together, that, that seems like that would work pretty well. Well, what it's, what it's using is it's using um, RAMP, which is Remote Application Media Protocol, right. um, to actually do the streaming. What it's using VLC for is just for the transcoding. Oh, okay. because um, Natively, it's uh, not supporting the MP4 or MKV or whatever your media format might be. No, it supports WebM, which um, right, you guys may know is like Google's yeah, yeah. You know, big video format they're pushing. It's their so codec. It, it, it's a codec and transcodes everything into WebM and then it streams it. So that's um, what it's doing is like basically encoding it on the fly and then mm-hmm. tossing it to the Yeah, screen. pretty much. So like there's the when when I was when I was messing with it, like there were some delays. You you know, you'd get like a maybe like a five, ten, fifteen second delay up front and then it would it would, it would transcode enough and buffer enough that it would it would stream without a problem. And it was it was awesome. I mean, it's kind of a little ugly. <laughs> and know, honestly, looking. like I like I said, uh, I don't have TV or, or anything like that. I was at my friend's house the other night, and their TV has these apps on it. And like both the YouTube and the Netflix app, and they're they're in town with like 30 megabit cable, basically the same service I'm using to stream all this stuff here. So it's fast internet. There's still like a 20 or 30 second, I don't know if it's buffer lag or if it's just the TV choking because there's not enough memory. Maybe, like I said, I don't have much experience with these TV apps, but it seems like if you made an app that had a 10-second delay, like that'd be well within acceptable me- uh, range considering what the alternative would be, you know, using the uh, built-in TV apps that have, you know, a 20 to 30-second delay. Yeah, and it's all, I mean, it's all local content, so it, I, I find it irritating. I'm I'm one that listens to a lot it listens and watches a lot of you know free content on the internet um revision three twit etc and when i want to watch it on my tv i i either have to go to the google tv or to um my playstation 3 
I love the Chromecast uh, solution because I could just drag and drop it and it plays. Um, but I mean, apparently, you know, it, it seems it really seems like this is a you know this really is a new Google. Um, they're making a lot of changes that you know don't seem to be in the spirit of you know openness yeah. like they used to. Yeah, I know they're closing down a lot of old services. Arguably, many of those are unused or underused, and you know they're. Uh, like, for example, Chrome itself, they're no longer using WebKit. They basically forked off of WebKit, and now they're using, what is it, Blink for their Chrome browser. So, yeah, they, they are, it's, it is like they're tightening the reins a little bit. Maybe due to buying all these companies like Waze and whatever. <laughs> I think, honestly, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of it has to do with the pressure from the licensing deals from the media companies. Like, they still mm-hmm. hold a lot of clout being these main content providers that make you know big name stuff and i think like if you want to make a deal with the devil you gotta they're they're like all right we'll give you our content but we don't want people playing their pirated stuff through the same thing that we're trying to which is stupid because if you like i feel like if you would just offer that easy way to do it nobody would even bother i mean you'd still have a section yeah 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 Oh, well. I, I don't. Did you guys see Kevin Spacey? Um, I forget where he was talking. But oh, the he, Edinburgh, um, the Edinburgh thing. That that uh, speech was amazing. It, so the the part, the only part that I heard, and maybe maybe you know more about it, Matt, was it was um, Kevin Spacey talking a little bit about um, you know his experience with doing House of Cards with Netflix and how he he had people that would come up to him and on this you know when they see him on the street and they would say. Oh my God! I lost three days of my life because I just, you know, binge watched House of Cards. And his whole point was that if you give people what they want when they want it in the format they want it on the device they want it, exactly, they will. They're not going to pirate. Like most yeah. people will not pirate. There are some people out there that are just not going to pay for content, and you really can't do anything for those people. But the majority of people are not going to pirate if you make it easy and to not pirate. Honestly, the majority of the people are probably in my situation where we'll pay happily for a Netflix subscription and a Google Play Music all-access subscription. But if we can't find stuff that's on there, we're not going to pay for something else on top of that. We're just going to go download it for free and upload it to our own Google Play Music library or play it via mobo player on our tablet connected to a TV or Chromecast eventually or I mean there's tons of other options other than Chromecast for doing that that type of thing is if you read yeah. the uh, the comments in the verge before you get to Godwin's law somewhere in between where it starts and Godwin's law in there is is uh, somebody talking about some uh, quad core uh, devices that basically do the same thing so and people were doing this with the Raspberry Pi I mean how much is one of those like pfft. About the same price. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's it's, yeah, but it's a matter of these big companies wanting to make these deals and then having to be evil to use their mission statement, and then you know this is what happens. But it is also early. Like it's hard to who knows who. It's but it's not that early. You know, it's it's, early. It's It's so early, Eric. Where's your Nexus Q? It's so early. (laughs) Yeah, let's give it a few years. Go get it. It's a device that is available to the general public. I can go out to Best Buy and buy this thing. Can you? It's or not too early. Out? It's not beta. It's Screw not you. Maybe in a certain rural area, maybe you'll get it. I don't know. Yeah. Not, not here in Houston. There's near as I can find. I'm curious. I wonder if ours here has it. I, I don't even think they got any here. I don't know. Maybe they did. So what's this Godwin's law, real quick, before we before oh, we move on? I didn't on. even know about that. I figured all the rest of the internet. It's one of those things that like the internet knows about, but I don't for some reason. And it's this guy, his last name is Godwin. I forget his last name. I'll put a link to the wiki if you guys want to read about this. But it's the idea that given enough time, any internet comment back and forth, a comment thread, will eventually turn into a comparison to Hitler and Nazis. That's Godwin's law. Given enough time, the idea is that all all threads eventually (laughs) will have a comparison of Hitler and Nazis. That was developed back. So this in the is early, a scientific law. It was a mimetic thing developed back in the early nineties. Yeah, from it was, what we developed around the era of Usenet and like a lot yeah, of the yeah. debate threads you would get. Well, you're Hitler. Argue, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Compare various presidents to Hitler or the subject matter. It's yeah, almost. So, yeah. I would. 
I would equate it to Matt Lee's law of when we first started doing shows where every episode the Hangout would crash. Uh, it, it's kind of like that. <laughs> it's gotten better. It, it's gotten much better. But, you know, it's still early. It's still hey, early. Let's just give it time. Hangouts is still early. And I should say, we, we have uh, Hangouts did get an update. Android Authority has a, an article about it. And I think, I mean, the most important thing here is that there's more emojis. So you can do more communique with less text and more stupid smiley picture things. But they also added more butter and fixed a bunch of problems. And I, I just want to say, this is... Talk was awesome. I love Gtalk. Gchat was great in the browser, on the phone, on the tablet. Hangouts is such a laggy pig. Like, that app lags the keyboard. It lags the whole phone. It, it makes the GNX want to die. It makes the Nexus 10 even, like, stutter, which is crazy. You guys notice that? You use Hangouts on your phone and watch it just... It's been about the same really for me, but it's never, been that, it's never been that great. I know for on the PC in particular, it's gotten much worse. I mean, like, it uses a lot more CPU since the update, like, a couple months ago. I think I don't notice ago. the lag as much on my computer. Obviously, there's more power there. But on the phone, like, especially, it is so terrible. It's like Facebook almost, where I just want to uninstall it and just be like, just email me. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I'll start an IRC secure encrypted chat room or something. We can mess with that. Yeah, that's easier. And I don't know. I, I was only using it briefly. I did get the update um, when I was chatting with you when I was outside, but it it's still laggy on the phone. It might be better on the tablet, but I don't know. I haven't tested it enough to really say. Is that one of the new emojis, Eric? I just got a... Uh, I don't know. I'm just like throwing things out there. Emojis. These oh. look new. Are they? What is it? Um, I got some some baby chicks. Nice, nice. Um, I got a devil android. See. I got a pill. There's a syringe. There's a police officer. There's the star of David and a diamond. <laughs> these are all very helpful. Oh, Google. There's a lot of okay. Th- these look a little new. There's there's an entirely new section. It's the triangle shape next oh, to the car. Oh, they're numbers. This episode is number 97, <laughs> or whatever. Is it 97? Emoji. Uh, Matt and I like to see how much we can communicate without words and just emoji. It's kind of like And sometimes sign- it goes quite a while. It's kind of like sign language, actually. It's our own sign yep. language. Words. Forward thinker. If we were deaf, this would be very handy. Maybe that's what it's for. Is this an accessibility thing? <laughs> It's not an accessibility thing. There's like a picture of a baby or the mother or the father or a male or a female, whatever you want to call it. Like that's there's a non-smoking thing. This <laughs> Wow. Alright. But yeah, it does maybe I'm messing with it here on the phone. It does seem a little bit better, like smoothness wise. It's definitely not lagging the keyboard is bad, so that's cool. No, this is better. Okay, I take it back. Better or worse, Hangouts gets a better. Facebook still gets a worse. It's evolving. It's it's evolving. Maybe not getting better, but it's evolving. Hopefully it's getting better. Yeah, and it's not just us. I mean, the, the article in Android Authority, it says uh, if the Hangouts app needed anything, it was more butter. Uh, so far, the talk replacement has been great, but even on the highest-end phones, the app has a tendency to slow down quite a bit. <laughs> So, yeah. He also says, also, more emojis is always a win. So, who who wrote this? Joe Hindi. He's on the same page we are, Eric. More emojis, always a win. I can't wait until, like, it starts replacing words and sentences, like hieroglyphs. Oh, that would be so cool. Might Just, actually, I think, I think that'll happen. Like a little hieroglyphic. We should bring Sanskrit back. I think that would be sans- back. Sanskrit emojis. Uh, going back to Chromecast real quick, I don't know if any of you guys care about this, but there was an uh, iOS app for Chromecast released, which, I mean, that's obviously a smart thing to do, right? In Google's best interest, why would you keep it on just Android? Open it up and go after Apple TV with it, you know? Yeah, well, Google has a history of not updating some apps on other platforms, like the YouTube app on the Nintendo Wii or YouTube <laughs> as a rule for anything Microsoft, but uh, sure, it, it, iOS they're gonna pay keep paying attention to because there's yeah, know, it's a there. huge market share, right? It's literally well, maybe not literally, but it's pretty much the other half of the market in mobile yes. right now. So it, it's yeah, and you want I mean why 
why stifle yourself from that other demographic? This is totally a direct shot right at the Apple TV. Oh, for sure, right? Because you can, I mean, most of, everybody that I talk to that has an Apple TV, um, you know, they're like, oh, I use it for Netflix, or I use it um, to, um, like, I think some, I don't, I don't, I don't know, if, is this with Apple TV, like, does that have AirPlay where you can use it to display, you know, stuff on your, on your screen, on your tablet? I think it's One Direction, but I don't know for sure. We're probably the wrong people to be talking about this. I just thought it was cool that they came out with an app and are going after Apple TV with with this $35 The only thing you can't do, though, is if people buy content on iTunes. Or or will it? uh, If it's on iTunes, or wait, (laughs) if you buy content on iTunes, you can't really get to it with, like, another... Like, if you put music on an old iPod, you could use FPOT or whatever to get it off. Is there a way to get your actual media file? Because then you could, right? Once they open up, you know, streaming your own stuff. Uh, I don't know. But if it's locked down in there, then I don't think you would be able to, unless they made a specific deal with Apple and iTunes, which I, I don't see that happening, you know. But I mean, like a $35 thing that will stream Netflix and YouTube? That's still that right. Has to, that has to cut into just, Apple TV just on its own. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. and then when or HBO even, Go, I mean, it's just gonna it's gonna keep going. Keep or even things like the Roku and other uh, devices like that, or even Google TV. I'm sure it cuts into it to some extent. Yeah, yep. they should just buy Roku. <laughs> they they might. You Wouldn't that know. be interesting? It would be because then because Roku has that. Um, I mean, it's it's. It gets more robust as time goes on, but sure. um, you know they have a they have a nice little you know app community or channel well, community, if you will. Also, Roku and I forget what the other one's called. Maybe Slingbox. I don't think it's that one though. But there's another one, and they're the only ones I really see in other stores like Target, Shopco's, uh, stuff like that. I don't. You don't. Is it the boxy box? You know. Maybe are those in Target? That I might, don't know. That might be a little. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I have a big screen monitor that I play my content on so it's i don't use tv stuff but yeah i, I don't know uh we should i don't want to spend too much time on the moto x because we've been kind of talking about it quite a bit but uh there's an article on droid life about the the wood backs going to be an extra 50 bucks it looks kind of cool but i don't know do you want a back made of wood is that i feel like i would break it or burn it or something <laughs> you would burn it I don't yep because you do you have trouble like Accidentally setting your current phone on fire? No, not at all, but my current phone isn't made out of wood, <laughs> so, you know. No, it's made out of, what, plastic that would melt? Yeah, but it's not wood just that's probably... On it melts? It's just, not, just don't overclock it, you'll be fine. That, yeah, right, it's not wood that's lined with, like, a turpentine freaking laminate that's highly flammable, probably. No, you're right, if you read further down in the article, it says that they dip them all in kerosene before they send them out. Well, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, man. It's a coloring process. <laughs> Would you pay an extra fifty bucks for this, though? Ooh, no, fifty is a little steep, right? I mean, maybe if it was like handcrafted, like each individual back. It's probably justified, but honestly, I would just get a black slab. It's gonna it be one of those things that, like, it's gonna be like a stupid status thing, like a Rolex or something. You know, it's gonna be that, or like, like a gold a, iPhone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's gonna be something stupid like that. How about you make the phone that works good and that the battery is good? And who knows? Maybe the wood back will catch fire if you do overclock it, like Nick said, and that <laughs> kerosene catches. So I've been, I've been playing around with the Moto Maker website nice. this morning. How is your phone looking? I've been a little harsh on the Moto X, and I, kinda, I feel like most of that's still justified, <laughs> but I kind of like this whole like design your phone it's it's pretty cool. I mean, like, so back color, you have um, 18 different options, uh, two options for front color. You have, uh, what is it, uh, seven options for the accent color. There's a, there's a lot of ways to, like, customize all, the look of your phone. It's all aesthetic. It's all, it all it, goes away all right. the second you put it into a case if you're going to do that. It all, and well, no, it's, well, it's not all aesthetic because then you, then you move on from style. You move to memory. Do you want 16 or do you want 32? Okay, that's Do you cool. want it to greet you when you 
power when it powers on. Can you change yeah, it? Like, it, it's pretty yeah. neat. Can you change anything else other than the storage, though? Like, you can't say, I want more RAM, or I want a different battery, or anything like that? Or is it just... You the can't. And that that is... I mean, that's a valid criticism. Um, that you... You know, the customization is still very, you know, surface level. Um, and but... Eric, it's still early. It's, it's still plenty early. It, I mean, it's still it's, it's still early. It's, early. It's, it's fine. It's still early. Still totally but it, early. It looks it looks really cool. Uh, like know, I I just des- I designed one that you know the uh, you know me? the back color is olive nice. with accents of metallic yellow. Ooh. Did you and a have black that front shipped to me or what? I did not buy it. Oh, of course I am not. This I is, wonder, it's only AT&T. I wonder we should how say many, that. Like, it's open now, but it's right. only for AT&T. Which means I wouldn't even want it here. I wonder how many people, like, hit that site and just make a bunch of dumb crap and then never buy it. Like, just hammering the website so that legit buyers can't... Uh, with, well, uh, in in un-Google fashion, it hasn't crashed yet. So That's good. What, Nick? Well, I've seen it where like I've logged in and all I'm getting is like text, like "Oh, we're not, we don't have enough resources to give you all the elements." So here's there's not enough text. resources for CSS right now. Yeah. You're just gonna I've had get bad luck. The few times I've tried to reset <laughs> that's two awesome. or three times. Oh man, uh, and this also, really does seem though like a very mature uh, online ordering system. Um, you know, and it, I could see somebody like Dell if they updated their website. Like this is a neat way to right. show people the customizations and how it changes the uh, the device. It's almost like I don't know if you guys ever did this, but back in the day, I I ordered an Alienware laptop, and you could go through and pretty much customize like the insides and the outside, and it, it it's kind of like reminiscent of of that, like really, and not just customizing oh, it, yeah. but then then showing you your customizations like in real time, that kind of thing is. Cool. Here, I forgot that, that Alienware used to do that. Yeah, yeah, way back. I mean, I'm sure they still do, obviously. But yeah, this this was quite a while ago. I was a kid when I got that. I still have it. It's a giant pile of crap. <laughs> it's a Pentium 4. <laughs> yeah, 3.06 with two giant desktop fans in the bottom. that like Works when... as a space heater. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you know. And like when the fans turn on, you feel like it wants to lift off the table because they're so powerful. Oh, man. That thing burned up so bad. And the battery thing was, like, this big, and the power supply had a fan in it, and it still got so hot. To make anyway. it portable. Yeah. I used to bike with that thing in my backpack. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, we should also mention the developer edition uh, coming soon, which we were skeptical there was going to be a play edition just because it Moto X is pretty close to vanilla Android. It would be kind of silly to make a play edition. But... Uh, this I kind of want this. This is like the perfect. If you just look at the specs, it's a, a dual core one seven, uh, Qualcomm Snapdragon with an Adreno three twenty GPU with two gigs of RAM and LTE and a twenty two hundred milliamp battery on a four point seven inch AMOLED. Like this would be the perfect replacement for the Galaxy Nexus for me. Yeah, also thirty two gigs of and storage. thirty. Yeah, yeah, thirty two gigs of storage, which is what I have on my G Next with the Verizon G Nexus came thirty two, and that's that's perfect. Like I, I yeah. wouldn't need more than that. Now, one thing I read was that it'll say the words "Developer Edition" on it, but I'm not sure right. if they're using up your engraving uh, option to to just put yeah, that's developer a good, options. That's a good question. I wonder. I, yeah, it'll still greet you though. That's when true. you turn it on. And a fully customizable, unlockable bootloader. And somebody in the comments mentioned they don't say that it's unlocked. They say that it's unlockable, which means it's probably going to come locked. And if you want to unlock it, <clears throat> you can go through whatever steps to, to do that. That's how all, I believe that's how all these phones are. Yeah, it's locked that by it's, default. It's just that you plug it in and you say fast boot OEM unlock. Right, exactly. Like it, Nothing. And there's no, uh, this article on Cult of Android, there's no uh, pricing or availability yet. It just says coming soon. So that might, I don't know. Uh, it's If it's a dev edition, it's not going to be subsidized, which means I'm not going to be able to, to get it. So I don't know. It would be cool, though. Yeah. I was, I, yeah. You know, you can always hold out hope that maybe they'll give it a little bit of the Nexus 4 treatment. And make it not as expensive. Yeah, that see or that, that would be key. I would just as soon pay like three hundred for one that's not 
you know, contract or whatever. But I was uh, using Waze a little bit more just to see if there was any more integration uh, with Google and, and everything, doing some reporting and, and whatnot. Uh, I got an ad that popped up, and I've never seen this before. Like, I've seen them when you're near, like, a Taco Bell. It's like, hey... Do you and I don't eat at Taco Bell. Like I eat Taco John's. That's my my jam. I don't mess with Taco Bell. So it's not based on like something I search for or anything. It's just yo, you're near here. Uh, you're twenty six to thirty five. Go eat Taco Bell. You know. Uh, but I saw an ad. And I was by a gas station, and I it I doubt it had anything to do with the gas station. But it wanted me to check out Eminem's new single Berserk. It said that it was now available. I was like, thanks, Waze. <laughs> I mean, I guess How like that work? you're driving, so maybe you're listening to music, or I don't. Yeah. But and I only saw that one, and that was it. And I didn't click on. It. I I'd like hit the the thing, and it closed it, and then it didn't show me anything else. So I don't know. That was it was weird. But I I bet that they they just realized that you're you're a musician. Maybe they listened to uh, <laughs> scapegoats. They looked at my yeah. Google Play, and it said similar artists, and then they were like, all right. <laughs> Uh, yep, similar artist, Eminem. There we go. There was a helpful article on uh, CNET about how to use your keyboard. I don't know. And, okay, I, I shouldn't make too much fun of this. I just The headline was funny. It was like, how to use your freaking keyboard. But, you know, you type on it. Uh, it's how to use SwiftKey, which is there are, I guess, a lot of options in there. But I, I don't know. It just seemed like a, like, why CNET is this? There's a lot of... Yeah, CNET does a lot of beginner tutorials, video and yeah, otherwise. And it just seemed like, like a weird, I don't know, like why is this popping up in my Android news feed? It's like, how to use your keyboard, in case you were wondering. Uh, Google Now cards, more of them available. Car rentals, concert tickets. And a, a lot of these are, are based in your email, obviously. Like if you're getting messages for a car rental or something like that, it's picking up on that, right? And then showing you, or if you're searching for car rentals, maybe. Uh, yeah, so there's that's, one that's on cool. NCAA, NCAA sports as well. I'm, I'm pretty sure Ant would be pleased to, to see those. That's right. And NCAA football scores, an updated TV card. Uh, yeah, set, I, would, I would like that. Commuting, a commute sharing card. So when it says, when leaving work, you can now choose to inform your loved ones that you are on your way home. Which is like how many people, and I still do this sometimes. Like I'll, I'll send Kelsey a text. I'm like, okay, I'm on my way home or, or whatever. So... I, do I don't know. Do a lot of people do that? Is that okay? I do. So maybe that is useful. If you could just be like auto tell this lady when I'm on my way home that like yo I'm on my way home. Just tell her. That would be cool. I like the improved public transit cards because um, when I'm in a big city, like if I you know oftentimes you know Google will recognize your if you give it permission it'll recognize your searches. Right. So if I was just on if I was just in the hotel. Google mapping like a restaurant or a bar, um, I still I still have to download typically like the transit app for that city and figure out you know the best the best way to get there. Right. But now, not just, if, if it can just give me a card, that's pretty cool. And not just how to get there, but a lot of like if you're taking New York subways or something, a lot of them will stop running at a certain time, so you might get yourself stranded. It says one of the things this does is it'll tell you when the last train or bus to wherever you're going is so you won't miss it. And it says to your home. So I don't know, will that work if you're not at, like, you have your home set, obviously not where you're traveling at. Will it know, here's the hotel you're staying, here's the transit you took, here's when the last ride is? That would be cool if it if it knew that. They don't specifically say it. I would I would hope so. And yeah. I would think, I mean, Google's usually pretty good about right. figuring out that kind of stuff, but I don't know. We'll, ex- we'll experiment the next time I'm somewhere. And I'm, I'm sure you know, if it's getting somewhere. it from Google Maps, that transit information, it should, right? Because that has when the, the, the times of the trains and, and buses. Yeah, typically. So it should, it should know. And if, you, if it's scanning, you know, if it's scanning your email and it has your reservation for the hotel... Yeah, it should probably know put two and two together. Yeah, all your privacy are belong to us. <laughs> yep. Well, we should mention the package file invalid error is back for some people. I haven't gotten it. 
I did, though, just get an update for my 4.3. It's still 4.3, but it was, uh, I think, Robert Knight on Google+, Plus. he mentioned it because I posted a picture of it, and he said it was a Bitcoin patch update, something about Bitcoin wallets were were messed up. Oh, there was a, yeah, there was a bug in the app that was, um, I think, allowing people to steal Bitcoins. Is that weird that the update came from Google? Like it was, it wasn't just the app; it was something in Android. Well, I know if it yeah. comes from the Google Play Store, maybe that's where the issue's coming from. I don't think it's app specific. But that, the I, update I was wrong. like in Android; it was a system update, but it's still four point three. It was just—it was a security update. So I, I, yeah, I think that it was a flaw. I think it was an Android flaw that allowed people to exploit it. Um, I, um, I, I. I remember this vaguely here's the article um, um it says nice. uh it's uh pa- they issued a patch for a critical flaw in android that put bitcoin wallet app users at risk of theft so uh the bitcoin foundation announced the discovery of the critical weakness earlier this week and it says they were blaming google's android for a flaw in the random number generator that is used to help keep the electronic cash system safe. So if it's trying to generate a hash with pseudo-random numbers or whatever, their generator was messed up. So obviously making patterns repeat or, or whatever it was doing wrong. Not so random. Not so random at all, is it? Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it says, according to Bitcoin, the random number generator, which provides input used to build the private keys needed to create a Bitcoin wallet, contain bugs that have been exploited to steal balances from some Bitcoin wallet app users. So wow. they patched that. That's cool. Uh, let's see. What should we talk about before app picks? Did you guys see this uh, article on VentureBeat about apps on the different platforms and uh, what percentage of them are like? They call them zombie Zombies, not updated. Uh, for mm-hmm. Apple's App Store, there are 60% of the 617,436 apps have never been updated and have fewer than 10 reviews. 40, oh, wow. 41% of the 484,271 apps on Google Play are in the same boat. And for Windows Phone, 100%. No, I'm kidding. 69 <laughs> Sixty-nine percent have never been updated. I'm aware of the problem in general, but I was not. I was not aware it was that that big. I know BlackBerry has a similar issue where tons of their apps that are ported are by very few people, and a lot of them just are crap, basically. So right. it doesn't Aband- surprise me. Abandoned. Yeah. Abandonware. <laughs> I don't know. They say, uh, in fact, 68% of all Google Play apps are downloaded fewer than 5,000 times. Uh, in total, half of all apps will never be updated, a clear signal that they have not managed to reach a significant level of use or a significant level of return on the investment. So that's like that's an issue. people paying, it's like people paying these, you know, like really cheap, dime a dozen third party developers to make a one an app and you know it flops or whatever i wonder if that's an issue of quality or of like maybe discoverability i think uh, that's a lot of those apps good but you just can't find them yeah that maybe i think a lot of it too is it's the inevitability of having that may it's statistics like you have over five hundred thousand apps of course at least half of them are going to be either duplicates or they, they they do something else that another app does better so people abandon it. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons, I'm, I'm sure. Unless you're Windows Phone, then it's because nobody has a Windows Phone unless you're under the dome, of course. Well, it could just be, it could also be that, you know, it's an app that does something very simple and it doesn't need updated. True, yeah. like that's my, true, right? My app pick from, I think, maybe like 15, 20 episodes ago that adds uh, swear words into your dictionary... I don't think that that's been updated in a long time. And it also, it I, I think it also depends when the app was first made. If you build your first app in Android Jelly Bean territory, it doesn't need to be updated as much as if you built something back in Gingerbread Days and you had to update it for ICS and you had to update it for Jelly Bean. We haven't had as many versions lately as we did when we first started, so maybe there's not as many updates needed, like you said. But it's it's a really these are really great numbers. It's, it's a good interesting article, information definitely. to have. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I don't think you necessarily have to make a judgment call um, based off of it. But it 
I'm surprised that iOS that the numbers were higher for you know apps that um, what what was it like sixty something percent had uh, you know basically hadn't been updated since they were released and yeah, had 60, fewer than ten comments sixty percent fewer than ten reviews yeah like that's that's pretty crazy and I especially mean, especially if, given like the whole argument that you know iOS it's you know the store is so so much better curated and etc but Android has the better numbers when it comes to um, updates and downloads. Also, though, you have to figure, too, Apple has been around way longer with apps, so you might have more of these legacy apps that that died off, whereas Google Play, Android Market, whatever. I mean, it's not that big of a gap, but how many apps did Apple's App Store have before there was an Android. Well, two things. One, I think their market is about a year older than ours, but they had more support up front when they started. There wasn't other options really to develop. It was that, like, and BlackBerry, I guess, but not so much. Well, they saw the need in the market for decent phones and later on decent tablets or vice versa. So, uh, or yeah, and uh, they they jumped on it, so yeah. And some more uh, interesting stats. It says uh, most applications get the vast majority of reviews and downloads, presumably within about two weeks. The average iOS app gets 80% of its reviews in the first 18 days of its public life. Uh, And this is even quicker for Android and Windows Phone, 16 days and 13 days. So, interesting. But yeah, there's a ton hey, of other stats in this, so I'll uh, put a link to it in the show notes. Yes, Eric? Can I complain about the Nexus 7? Is you, it that time yet? It is, actually. I'm glad you mentioned that. It is that time to bitch about the Nexus 7. Dun, 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 That's right. Dun, 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 <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Eric, what's your gripe this week? Well, Matt, my gripe this week is that there's still not an LTE model in the U.S. That's right. There is in Japan, though, Eric. We've heard rumors that hitting the shore soon. Yeah, so they've... Uh, August 28th. Granted, it was that's Google. tomorrow, Eric. Hitting the shores tomorrow in Japan, the new Nexus 7 with LTE. Well, no, not with LTE. That's the regular one. What? But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, September. No, no, it's September. It's very so confusing, What Eric. we've... Well, we've heard, and it did not come from Google. It came from, it sounds like the manufacturer, not the manufacturer, the uh, oh, the, the store that's going to be, the carrier, the yeah. store that's going to be selling them, um, where they said that the LTE version will be uh, unlocked for Docomo, SoftBank, and KDDI's AU, whatever the hell that is. Nice. Um, that they will be available uh, mid-September, which is, uh, you know, quite irritating given that, Google has been weeks. so tight-lipped about the whole thing. It's a couple weeks. Although, it is, isn't it odd that they would release this in a market that can't really use a lot of their main services? Like, can you get Google Play Music All Access in Japan? Can you get Play Movies or TV or whatever? Am I off here? I think, or? Ja- I think Japan's one of those countries where you have more access than most. Okay, because it seems like when those things, like, they're they're really restricted to, like, UK, US, Canada, if you're lucky. Usually just, you know. Well, we can ask Google. Yeah. If you like. Google. What happens play. if you Google that? <laughs> I don't think it knows. Excellent music in Japan. So my now my, uh, oh, what the hell? No, I th- I think that uh yeah, I think they might I think they might have it. If we look at international availability of content. So, Japan has access to books, movie rentals and movie purchases. Wow. They yeah. must have they they're expanding it then. Good. Yeah. So here I'll throw this in I'll throw this in the doc. I don't know oh, if you want to inter- put it in the show notes. Yeah, the international availability of content. Okay, yeah, good page for yep. sure. Directly from the Google's Pie script. So, <laughs> yeah, from the Pie script. So if, if you're if you're one of those people and I, there seems to be a lot of folks that are doing this that are holding out for the LTE. I mean it, it sounds like mid September at the latest. Um I would I would hope that they would release in the US maybe a couple weeks early. Mainly because I want to get it before I go on my next work trip. That would so, be helpful. It would be something to read. 
Right on. All right. Was there anything else we didn't get to that you wanted to talk about, Eric? Perhaps Android security apps keeping you safe and not killing your battery? No? Do we care about those? Yeah. There was a, an I, don't know, I don't too much. It, it was a, kind of an interesting study done by uh, AV Group, AV Comparatives, uh, and they found they tested a, a whole bunch of uh, different uh, AV for Android, like uh, Avast, Baidu, Bitdefender, FSecure, Kaspersky, all that stuff. Webroot, Quickheal, Trend Micro, Sophos, Lookout. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I saw the article and I, and I put it in the rundown. Uh, oh, okay. I think it's good to kind of promote these kind of applications, you know, because. I know, like, we're relatively safe with what we download, and we, we're likely not running infected machines, but there's a lot of other people out there that don't. And, uh, you know, the thing about a lot of these, you know, things like adware and spyware, or particularly like spyware and other types of malware, you don't know you have an issue a lot of times because it's running around in the background. So I'm not one of those that necessarily says don't ever get antivirus for Android. I, I think uh, for a lot of people that's definitely something to get. And the thing that interests me about this article is it basically – shows that these these applications don't really draw a lot of power or CPU, CPU usage or drain the battery much, so that's good. Is that because they're really not doing anything and it's just a Could placebo? <laughs> Maybe so. I mean, and really, if you think about it, it's really only being used when you download an app because it's scanning the app, right? And some of them do have real-time uh, analysis and heuristics, and those are the ones that really drain the most. But even at that, the study showed that it wasn't really significant. It was like 3% or something. And uh, they, they tested a bunch to see how the malware fared. And uh, they said prior, it was what, two weeks prior to the study, they collected a bunch of samples, a bunch of different malware. Uh, how many was it? It was like in the thousands, 3,000, nearly 3,000. Uh, and so most of them, I mean, they were all at 99% for the most part. It's, it's what 10th percentage are you at? If it's 0.6 or 0.7. Uh, they say OnLab and Kingsoft both hit 99.9. Uh, Kaspersky 99.7. So I don't know. I don't, my whole thing with these, and I wrote an article quite a while ago about three of these to avoid. And it was like the major ones like Lookout and, uh, I think Trend Micro and Avast because they just bog your phone down. They may not necessarily be using Mad Battery, but it seems like they lag your phone a bit. And my my argument was that by the time you get bit by something and it is like, oh hey, this is bad, like it's too late. You need to be smart beforehand. And I think the more people use these and rely on them, it gives them this false sense of security, and then they get sloppy. You need to just be proactive to begin with and not trust these antivirus companies heuristics and and whatnot yeah i don't know that's me like i'm sure the normal person 99 percent of the time it's going to catch something that would help them so i I don't know i'm conflicted as usual (laughs) well i just had to reinstall android on my nexus 4 this morning because of a virus because of what? Because, because of, of a virus? A virus? <laughs> no. That's right. So I was running Lookout. Right. Um, <laughs> well, when I the first thing that I put on the phone was uh, Titanium Backup. And I loaded it from the APK that you can download for free from, from uh, the developer's website. And uh, right when I, after I installed it, a little, a little pop-up came up from Google that said, hey, we will periodically scan you know, these files to make sure that, you know, that these programs aren't doing anything bad. So it, you know, it gives, uh, Google's already doing some of this scanning. They're doing it in the store. They're doing it when you sideload apps, if you give them permission to. Um, so I don't necessarily know if there's a big need for this kind of stuff anymore. Yeah, Unless you're running point. on like way, way like old versions of the operating system. Right. Which yeah, you may. You may. You you very well may be depending on your carrier. And honestly, I mean, with, with the openness of the system, there's a lot of times that if something does come out, it gets found, flagged, and removed before it's a problem. And granted, not all the time, obviously, but they're good about catching that stuff. So, app picks. Eric, give us an app pick. Oh, God, I forgot. <sighs> what is my app pick? It's paper my app pick is... Paper, Paper Hangman. Paper Hangman. I saw this on the Google Play Store. I think it was a featured app. Um, 
it is a lot of fun. There's only a free version, um, and I I say it that way because like when you're playing it, like an ad will pop up in the bottom of the screen. It's not, I mean, it's not overly intrusive, but I would prefer if I could pay 99 cents and just not have that crap. Um, but anyways, it's you know it's basic Hangman. It's got uh, like an easy mode and a super hard mode. Um, and what's kind of neat is that it will um, keep it keeps track of your of your stats. So like right now I'm I'm doing I'm doing a uh, you know I I just won the word was writing and then when it comes back up it says statistics. I played 25 games. I've won 22 times, lost three times. That's an 88 percent um, you know success oh, that's rate. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and the you know the um, the aesthetic is sort of um, hand-drawn uh, hangman, which is kind of fun. Uh, it has a night and a day mode. So I was, I was playing this in bed last night, and um, it was nice because you didn't have that you know, giant white glow in the middle of the, uh, in the, middle of the room. So it's, it's free, um, and uh, you should check it out. It's kind of fun just to kill you know, a few minutes if you're waiting for something. Nice. Paper hangman. All right, it didn't crash that time. Good deal. All right, Nick Carroll, what's your app pick this week? Uh, I bought this earlier today. I haven't really had a chance to play it yet, but Asphalt 8 uh, Airborne uh, came out, I believe, last week, and uh, I finally broke down and got it. I'm trying not to buy apps all the time, considering I only play them you know, so long. But, man, this is an awesome-looking game, and unlike some of the other ra- racing versions out there, this is uh, pretty crazy. There's a lot of uh, tracks where you uh, there's ramps all over the place, and you basically go airborne, as the uh, title implies. But uh, it's also probably the best-looking uh, racing game I've ever seen, and uh, it still plays pretty decently on my uh, Nexus 7. Uh, so from what I understand, I'll just give you a quick rundown. It's got 47 cars, 9 racetracks, and 8 seasons for something on the order of 180 different events. Um, you can also do multiplayer, like a lot of these new games are coming out with, and it works with the uh, Google Play games. You can play up to uh, seven other opponents, and uh, there's you know the score and leaderboard system that it has. That's what works with the Google Play games. So it looks very, very attractive, and I think it's probably something, if you're into racing games, this you'll probably get lost uh, playing with it. It's got a lot of very exotic cars as well. So And it's Gameloft. They make good stuff. And I'm noticing yes. one of the reviews here. It says, optimized for NVIDIA Shield and plays great. So there you go. Yeah. Get your shield. Get your shield on. And it's, on, it's only a dollar on the Google Play Store, by the way. 99 cents. So That's pretty cool because a lot of the racing, and usually I stick with the Need for Speed brand because I, I don't know. I just like those games. And some of those are kind of pricey, like up in the four or five buck range. I mean, pricey in comparison, but it's cool to see one of that quality for ninety nine cents. And game oh, also is- real quick, it works with the Moga controller, so if you like using controllers oh, nice. with it, yeah, good deal. All right, uh, I got I got this silly game I've been playing. I'll, I'll show you the screens. It's called Zombies Ate My Friends. And actually, what I was looking for was a port of Zombies Ate My Neighbors, that old Sega game where you where you killed the zombies with the squirt guns. You guys remember that? Anyway, I have a ROM of it, but I was looking to see if anyone made an Android port because they're usually better. Uh, and I found this, and it's kind of it's not really the same, but it's it's pretty fun. I've I've been playing it uh, quite a bit, not as much as I've been playing Tetris, but hey, you can't use the same app pick two weeks in a row, so. Uh, you can see pictures. what kind of gameplay is this? It's like a third-person MMO RPG kind of. It's like an really? RPG meets like a fighting game kind of. I don't know. It's cool. You can check it out for free. Zombies ate my friends, artwork. and this is a Glue Mobile game. Also, great developers. Gameloft, Glue Mobile, they make good stuff. So, all right, Eric. What is our email address, sir? Thank you, Matt. Our email address is show at attackoftheandroids.com. Very Please email nice. us. You're getting really good at that. Sultry. I'm, go- I'm going for sultry. I like it. I, like, I, I, like I it don't think lot. it's working. I'm going to make an app that is like one of those dreamscape apps, but it's you going show at attackoftheandroids.com. 
Make it your ringtone. <laughs> I will, actually. I'm going to do that after the show. Uh, find us on iTunes. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a review. We appreciate that. Uh, we got a Facebook page, Twitter account, of course. It's all at Tag of the Androids. AOTA podcast on Twitter. And most importantly, we all use the Google Plus community for Attack of the Android listeners. So check that out. We always post snarky comments and articles there throughout the week. If you're bored, come hang out there. I uh, got an article on TechSecure up on techpage1.com finally, so check that out. Pretty good if you're into the, the text encryption. If you listen to the show, you know all about it though already. So go there and make it look like people read what I write. <laughs> All right. And and I have an article up on a GNU domain. That's a g n u domain.com. That's right. You can Check find them on attackoftheandroids.com in our friends section on the sidebar. Boom, right there. Friends, a GNU domain. Good stuff. All right, thanks for listening guys. Uh catch us tomorrow Wednesday for Yats, Thursday for Ants Smartphone Photographer Hangout Point and Shoot, and uh Friday for the Jam Hole. And we'll see you next week. Peace out. See ya. It's attack of the androids. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids dot com.